Let's continue worship with a reading from John 1. In the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Merry Christmas. Uh, You may have a seat as you say Merry Christmas to someone else. Welcome to church, y'all. Kids, welcome to big church. We're so glad you're in here. Now, chances are what we do in here is not as fun as what you do in there. But, listen. Someone's going to have to muzzle that one. That's, that's my daughter. Um, but, but we get to play with fire at the end, so it's going to even out. All right. So I want to I point out something to you uh, about what's going on in, in our culture at large and around the world, right? Uh, that may be lost on some of us. No matter where you stand with Jesus, this week across all the country, uh, we are celebrating the birth of a Palestinian Jew born 2,000 some odd years ago. That's bizarre. Like now, I know this season has become secularized and trivialized and commercialized, but you cannot deny the fact, no matter what you say with Jesus, that Jesus made an undeniable mark on the world. So much so that here we are in Buford, Georgia, of all places, celebrating uh, a Jewish man who was born some 1,750 years before this nation came into being. Like, that should kind of rest on you just for a second, right? Now, the, re- now, the reason that the wonder and the mystery of it doesn't land on us is precisely because this season has become trivialized, right? Commercialized. Black Friday and busyness distracts our heart from the why behind the what. So tonight, all I want to do is remind you of the why behind the what. That's all I want to do. Uh, baby Jesus in a manger, yes, but what does it mean? What does it mean? Like, what's the point of it? Why should we care? This guy was born 2,000 some odd years ago. What's Christmas really supposed to mean? And if you boil it down, I'd say it's really one thing. It's pretty simple, but it's also pretty profound. And this one thing changes everything. It changes how we think about God, changes how we think about our faith, changes the entire motivation of why we become Christians, why we want to be Christians. And it's this. What does Christmas mean? It means this. It means that God came to us. God came to us. Now, on the face level, that might be kind of, okay, yeah, duh. Everyone knows that. Jesus says he was God. Well, I'm, I'm not sure everyone does know that. See, most people think Christianity is a bunch of rules that you gotta do so that you can get to God. Isn't that the deal? Don't must have, if, okay, so here, if you were to ask someone, hey, what's it mean to be a Christian? Don't they say things like, well, uh, you gotta go to church. You gotta obey a bunch of rules. 
And maybe if you do all those things, uh, maybe you can get to God. Maybe you can, you know, approach the throne or whatever like that. that. That's how most people describe being a Christian. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. You can't be mean. You got to love people. Listen, let, just pause for a second. That makes your action the center of Christianity. That makes Christianity about you. I pursue God. I act this way. I initiate. But you see, Christmas means it's not you who pursued God. It's God who pursued you. It means you didn't initiate the deal. God did. He initiated by coming. He engaged. He acted. Christmas means it was God who acted, not you. It was God who made the way, not you. He chased us down, y'all. It was him who launched the rescue mission. Christianity is not about what you do. It's about what God has done and is doing. It's why we're gonna sit in darkness in a few moments. We're gonna sit in total darkness in the room in a few moments to remind our hearts and minds that it's God who came to us in our darkness. This is really important. The language is important. In our darkness. And that darkness was so great, so oppressive that it made us utterly blind. This is what Christians believe, y'all. It's not very flattering, isn't it? Is it? That we were helpless in the dark, that we needed, so helpless, that the only hope we had is if someone else came in from the outside with light. Now, you may not want to acknowledge this, but deep in your heart, I think you know it's true. What we're celebrating this week, y'all, isn't that everyone gets new toys, but I'm pretty stoked about that, yo, right? Any kids, you stoked about that? Seriously, that's just my kids right there. Um, what we're celebrating this week isn't just that we get new toys or that humanity's really not that bad when everyone's being kind and we're crooning Christmas songs. No, what we're celebrating is that humanity was hopeless in the dark. And despite what we could do, despite our goodness, what we revel in, if you are a Christian, every Christmas is despite our depraved, neurotic insecurities, despite our raging selfishness and inner darkness, he came to us. That's what we rejoice in. But here's the crazy bit, y'all. Here's the crazy thing about Christmas. He didn't come to yell at you. Like I'm yelling right now. I'm jacked up today. I slept in this morning, y'all. Crazy. You don't even know Right? Look. When G here, Christmas means he didn't come to us to say, get it together down there. I think many Christians think God is like an angry, frustrated, impatient parent. But according to John 3, he didn't come to scold you. He didn't come like an impatient, annoyed parent, but to save us. That's what Christians believe. Parents, raise your hand if you lose it on your kids sometime. So I wanted to see what was going to happen there. Kids, raise your hand if your parents lose it on you sometime. <laughs> yeah, yet again, my, my daughter, right. <laughs> Jesus didn't come to lose it on you when he had every right to. This is the crazy thing about Christmas. When God came to us, he didn't come to yell at us for all the darkness and evils that man has contrived throughout all the ages when he had every right to. But he didn't come to ignore your darkness either. No, when God wrapped himself in flesh, he came not to condemn, not to ignore, but rather to take your darkness on himself. That's what Christians believe. And when the light of the world dawned over the horizon of humanity, when light crept in into the darkness and began to shine. Humanity said, ugh, ugh. <laughs> so bright. Should we put on sunglasses? Nah, crucify him. 
Humanity said, we prefer the obscurity of darkness to the accountability of the light. This is the crazy thing about Christmas and what I want you to sit with over the week, y'all. We think, yay, everyone's happy, Jesus came. That's not how it played out. That's not how the story goes. When Jesus came into the world, he was rejected. They snuffed out his life. They killed the man. And here's the crazy thing. I've said that five times now. The crazy thing is that Jesus knew all that would happen. Jesus knew he would be treated with violence. He knew he would be ignored and belittled. He knew your sin. He knew mine. He knew our collective apathy and indifference towards himself. He saw all of our evil, past, present, and future, and came to us anyway. That's what we rejoice in in Christmas. See, the only way some of us can love people or think we are worthy of love is if we ignore shortcomings. You know what I'm talking about? So this is how we work with family because we have to deal with family and so we have to love family. And so what do we do? Well, we just ignore the fact that they're morons, right? (laughs) Or if we're gonna receive love, we know we're not worthy of it. I do. I know I ain't worthy of love, man. I know something deep, there's this deep darkness inside me that I don't want anyone to know about. And so in order for me to receive love, I have to ignore things about myself too. I have to lie to myself like coffee. You know, coffee is just lying to you about the fact that you're tired. I I did not know. I found this out like this past week. It's just, so we have to do this to to, to receive love. We have to say, well, you know what? I'm not that bad. Maybe I am worthy of love. Every Christmas, we get to remember that God loves us in full view of our mess ups. He doesn't have to ignore the facts about you to love you. That's Christmas. He doesn't have to ignore the stuff about you that you'd rather rush under the rug. No, dude, he sees it all. And he says, I'm going to them anyway, right? He knew we'd blow it. He knew you'd not share your toys with your siblings, right? He knew you'd struggle to obey your parents. He knew your laziness and your lust. He knew the overwhelming narcissistic selfishness we'd give ourselves to. Kids, just ask your parents what that means. I'd like to hear that definition. And he came to us anyway. Christmas means God doesn't have to forget the facts to love you. He sees you as you are, darkness and all, and comes to you anyway. All right, so let's real chat before we turn off all the lights in here and light candles. Who's been camping in the woods at night? Kids, anyone? Camping in the woods at night. Okay, you know when you get all snuggled in your tent and you lay down and then you hear something in the dark outside? Anyone? I'm like, I tell my daughter, I'm like, go check it out. She's... She's nine. I'll be right here. You'll be fine, right? Um, Any parents want to admit the fact that they're still a little afraid in the dark at the woods at night? Shoot, I am. Goodness me. You're in the woods at night. Hear these crazy noises? Darkness is scary. And if you're like, nah, nah, darkness is not scary. Okay, here, here we go. What if we turned out all the lights, which we were about to do, and then someone yelled, lion, lion, there's a lion in here. (laughs) Could you imagine the chaos? You punched Granny in the face because you thought her hair was a mane, right? People screaming, running into walls, right? Darkness renders every one of us helpless. And when we are helpless, we lash out. We lash out at each other. We lash out in a desperate, frantic attempt to protect ourselves. That's what happens. Darkness also makes it impossible to do anything substantial. Let me say that again. Darkness makes it impossible to do anything substantial with your life. What if I said... We're going to turn off all the lights in here, which we're about to do in a moment. 
And I have all of the things we need to build a house. Everything we need. Miter saw, table saw, nail gun. But the lights are going to be out. Go, build a house. Go, go, go. Hey, take that thing. Seriously? Yes, take that thing. Go cut it in four feet. and Come, come up. Here's a nail gun. Good luck. In the dark. I can hear the conversation with the insurance agents. What, what were you doing? And why were the lights off, right? Darkness renders you unable to do anything substantial with your life. It does. You're blind in the dark. Christmas means, y'all, that God brought his light to our darkness so that we could function, so that we could walk around and begin to do things that are substantial, not because you're good or bad, but despite our goodness and badness. Look at me. Christmas means God doesn't demand that you get yourself cleaned up and then start rubbing sticks together to make your own light. No, he doesn't ignore the darkness and he's not intimidated by the darkness. He comes to it. He meets you in it. He's not afraid of your darkness, y'all. Christmas means his light is brighter than your darkness. And we get, to re- we get to rejoice in the historical fact that Jesus came to us, no matter where you stand. We're about to turn. Now is the time. We're about to turn every light off in this place. And we are going to sit in darkness, y'all. And as we sit in darkness, um, it is an act It's a symbolic act, yes, but it's an act nonetheless of acknowledging the darkness. I think maybe some of us, for the first time in our entire life, need to acknowledge the fact that there is darkness inside of us. We can all find darkness outside of us, right? Anyone can look around and see the darkness. No one wants to fess up to it in their own life. We're going to sit in the dark. And as we sit in the dark, it's an acknowledgement. Y'all, it's going to be uncomfortable. Your eyes are going to strain, right? You're going to feel a little nervous. And as we sit, I just want you to meditate on the insanity of trying to go about life in the dark. Think of how difficult it is to function in the dark. And for some of us, tonight might be more than a symbol. Maybe tonight's the first time that you are willing to acknowledge that you've been living in the dark. You've been confused and desperate and lashing out at people and you don't know why. I just want to Slide across the table. It might be because you're trying to build a house in the dark. And I also want to say to the Christians in here, many of us seem to think, can begin to think, that Christian life is God giving us the tools to build a house and then never turning on the lights and saying, good luck, bud. That is not Christianity. God comes to us in our darkness and gives us the light of his life so that we can function. And if you are in the dark today, I mean, we're going to sit here. And as we sit here, our eyes are going to adjust, and then we're going to light the Christ candle. And what's going to be remarkable is how one candle can light this entire room. It's really fascinating, actually. We're going to let our eyes adjust to it. And then from the Christ candle, it, the light's going to come to you. You don't have to come to it. It's symbolic, yeah, but there's meaning here, isn't there? And as you take the light, I, I, it could be for you an internal resolve of saying yes to letting God love you. I think, that, I think you could step into that tonight. You could say yes to the love of God, despite the fact you know you don't deserve it. All right, so you guys ready? You ready? Kids, you ready for this? Okay, parents, pull your kids close. Oh, I got to find the lighter. Wait. Hold on. Here we go. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, we're going to sit in the dark. It's going to be longer than you want it to be. And then I'm going to read some scripture, then we're going to light it. Here we go. No one yell lion, by the way.
Let me pray for us. Jesus, thank you that you do not leave us in the dark, God. God, I just pray uh, for those right now um, for whom life feels very dark. God, would you come, Holy Spirit? God, would you begin to woo us out of the darkness? God, would you comfort hearts right now that feel I could never step in the light? It's too much. I can't bear it. I can't face myself in that way. I can't own the things I've done. It's too much. Father, would you comfort us with your love right now? God, I pray that every heart would feel the invitation of God today to step into the light. Come, Holy Spirit. Let me read us some scripture. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Whoever says he's in the light but hates his brother, he's still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother and abides in the light in him, there is no case for stumbling. Cause, sorry, for stumbling. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are, the, you are light in the world. Walk as children of light, because you're a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Oh 
pray. Father, thank you uh, that when you saw us in our darkness, you weren't repulsed. You didn't withdraw your hand and you didn't condemn. You came, you acknowledged the darkness and you took it on yourself. There is none like you, Jesus. Worthy is the lamb that was slain, who ransomed men from, for God for every tribe, tongue, and nation. Thank you, Lord. There's none like you. God, may our lives be anthems of praise before you. There's none worthy like you are, Lord. We love you, God. Can we sing that again for you alone, our worthy Matt? Can we just sing it? Yeah, sing it. Come on. Raise it up. Sing it out. Yeah, it's none worthy like you, Lord. We did it. Amen. Good job, guys. All right, you have to carefully blow your candles out, kids. Yeah, good luck. Hopefully you won't put off the uh, fire alarm system. Hey, look right here. Have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you all for coming. So glad you came out tonight. Merry Christmas.